Life's too short. Life's too damn short. So, eat everything. Try anything. Exercise. Experience all that life has to offer. Here's exercise physiologist, medical journalist, and healthy talk host, Melanie Cole, MS. As summer comes to an end, and yes, we parents are jumping up and down because summer's coming to an end and the kids get to go back to school, which is always a bit of a relief. However, the National Pesticide Information Center and the American Association of Poison Control Centers have some tips for us because not everything at school might be as safe as you might want it to be. And then at home, you might get a little lax in your thinking. In the summertime, if you have little kids and they're around, you're thinking about things, you know, like sunblock and chemicals and DEET and all these things. But there are certain poison tips and things and, and that you want to make sure that you're aware of as these kids head back to school. And my guest today is Krista Oster-Thaler. She's the Vice President for National Outreach and Communications and Membership at the American Association of Poison Control Centers. Welcome to the show, Krista. So as I was saying, you know, in the summer, we may think more about it because the kids are around and under our feet all the time. But when they go back to school, there's probably certain things that kind of then slip. Maybe we're cleaning the house and we leave something out. Or, I mean, there's a lot of things. So what do you see as the biggest risks as kids go back to school? Well, you know, we always say that poison prevention is not about getting everything that might be poisonous out of your house or out of your kid's classroom. It's really just about understanding that anything can be poisonous if it's used in the wrong way, in the wrong amount, or by the wrong person. And so what we really have to do is focus on the ways that we can keep kids from getting into stuff that could potentially be dangerous. And there are a lot of different ways you can do that. Um, We certainly recommend the up and away recommendations that the CDC has to keep anything potentially hazardous up away and out of sight of your kids. That includes everything from, gosh, medicine to those single single pod laundry detergent thingies to, to just about anything. But the other thing you could do is use Um, child-resistant locks and containers. Which, for us older folks, are also older people resistant as well. (laughs) They're not always Uh, that easy. Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, that is true. Um, But the other thing to remember is that there is no such thing as child-proof. The specialists in poison information, the experts that answer the calls at the poison control centers 24-7, round the clock, they know firsthand that there is no such thing as child-proof, only child-resistant. So you really, there's no substitute for vigilance and and watching your kids for sure. Well, absolutely. And we're going to do this a few times during this particular segment, but let's give the poison control hotline because it's a national hotline. So people don't really realize that this center will send you to your local center and get you taken care of right away. So give the number for us, please, Crystal. Absolutely. So the phone number for national poison control is called the Poison Helpline. It's 1-800-222-1222. And the other way to really quick and easy get that into your smartphone is to text the word POISON to 797979. And you can download a V-card for poison control right into your phone so you have it when you need it. See, that's really great, and that number is 1-800-222-1222, or you can text POISON to 797979. We're going to say that a few times. So let's talk about some of the risks. Let's start with school, because you don't think about it, and I told you an off-air story about my son and, and, and dissecting something little, you know, back when he was like in second grade, when you're still really concerned about unintended poison, 
And so what's at school? What are we worried about? So Point of Control gets about 29,000 calls about school-based exposures every year. And they're a little bit different, obviously, than what you would encounter at home. So I did sort of an informal survey of all of our poison specialists across the country, and I asked them, you know, what is it that kids are being exposed to at school? And they came back with some fascinating examples. You ready to hear some? I am. So about the dissection, um, once a um, specialist got a call about a student who had swallowed a cow's eyeball preserved in formaldehyde on a dare. Yeah, A lot of these are on a dare. <laughs> see, <laughs> see the formaldehyde perfect... is what worried me, too. Yep, exactly. And that's a perfect reason to call poison control. Um, they will ask some questions about the exposure, and, and they will help you figure out what to do and if you need emergency medical care or not. Um, another one that's really common is pranks on teachers, like a student putting Visine in a teacher's drink. That can mm. cause a lot of gastrointestinal um, distress. Another one, and this is one of my favorites, um, someone called and said, my students just confessed they put marijuana in the brownies they gave me as an end-of-year prank after I ate three of them. So. Now that's actually, and I've heard of that because now, you know, with, with legalization, there's gummy yep. bears and things. The edibles, yeah. The edibles, Absolutely. and so kids are thinking that's funny to bring those to school if they've gotten their hands on them and hand them out to their friends, and that's definitely something that would require a call to poison control. Absolutely. Another um, new and emerging kind of threat that we're seeing is the liquid nicotine that people oh. use for vaping. Um, they are, a lot of times, they smell really good and they're flavored. Um, so we had a call about a student putting drops of her fav- of her flavored nic- liquid nicotine into her Gatorade and drinking it. And when you drink oh. liquid nicotine, that can be extremely dangerous. So, yeah, I mean, everything from chemistry class, chemicals. Um, we get a lot of calls about mace, kids bringing mace to school and using it on each other. Hand sanitizer. Um, a lot of calls about little kids, especially licking hand sanitizer, eating hand sanitizer, which is, of course, a little dangerous because that's got a lot of alcohol in it. So I want uh, you to touch on this a little sure. bit more because I- I've heard of kids like with the hand sanitizer when their friend looks away, squirting it on their food at lunch. Oh, <laughs> yep, you that, know that happens oh. as well. And so is this, I mean, obviously you call poison control, but is yes. this an emergent poison situation? As hand sanitizers are used more and more frequently, um, we are getting more and more calls about them. Um, and it re- the dose is in the poison when it comes to hand sanitizers. Um, we like to say that, you know, if a kid licks a little bit off her hand after you put it on her hand or his hand, it's not that big a deal. You can still certainly call poison control. And that's, that's really, as a side note, the beauty of poison control. It doesn't have to be an emergency or you maybe you're just not sure if it's an emergency or not. That's exactly what poison control is there for. So the hand sanitizers, we get about, I want to say, over a 1,000 calls a year um, just from school-based exposures. We get far more than that from kids on the playground or at home or whatever. But in terms of school-based exposures, we, we get a lot of calls about pens and inks, things exploding in people's faces. Certainly when you chew on the end of a gel pen, you're at risk of, of that happening to you. Um, other types of swallowing foreign bodies, um, batteries, and miscellaneous substances, um, and a lot of chemistry chemicals, and then also just a lot of medicine exposures, like wrong dose situations and therapeutic errors and things like that. Well, so also I think that it's important that you mentioned when you call poison control, it does not mean you're calling EMS. You're not calling 911. Exactly. You're calling the poison control, so they're willing to give you information as well as 
if you needed it to help you with an emergency situation. But I, I don't want people to misunderstand that coiz- calling poison control means that they're calling 911 and they're going to get yelled at if they call because somebody ate a cow eyeball that had formaldehyde <laughs> in it. You know, so uh, it's it's important that we make sure that people understand that calling poison control is informational as well as emergency needed if you need it. Absolutely. And a lot of our calls are purely for information. Hey, I have a new baby in the house. Is it safe to clean with this product? Or, you know, I'm taking this medicine and I'm pregnant. Is that safe to do? Or can I take this medicine with that medicine? Can I mix this with that? I mean, a lot of information questions. And poise control and the National Pesticide Information Center, if it has anything to do with, you know, bug spray or um, insect repellents or any, any sort of disinfectant sanitizer product, they can help you out as well. So that's another good point, really, and that people can just call for that kind of information. And since the summer's not completely over and there's still bugs around, what about insect repellents and DEET and that sort of thing? Can they absorb into your skin and be poisonous in some ways? Um, In some ways they can. You don't worry as much about it being absorbed into the skin as you do about getting it into your eyes or inhaling it into your lungs. Um, So you want to make sure that you read the label and follow all the directions on your insect repellents. And the messages about safety when it comes to DEET got a little bit muddled, you know, when when Zika was a really hot topic uh, with a lot of doctors saying, hey, normally we wouldn't recommend that you use DEET-containing products on kids, but, you know, the risk of Zika is worse than the risk of harm that might be caused by that. But, you know, it's really just best to, to call the National Pesticide Information Center or call Poison Control and just ask, what is, you know, what's the best thing to do here? What's the right way to apply it? Read and follow those label instructions. Of course, um, any sort of bug spray, insect repellent, insecticide is something that needs to be stored up away and out of sight of kids. Um, that is something that you don't want them to be swallowing. <clears throat> you don't want them to get it into their eyes or bring it into their, uh, breathe it into their lungs. And when, you, uh, when you're applying insect repellent, you want to make sure that an adult is applying the repellent according to the instructions and that you're not getting it on the child's hands, because what, where, where do children put their hands? Everywhere, right. in their eyes, That's in their right. mouths, up their noses, you know, whatever. So, and after you return inside, you want to wash um, the child's skin and clothes with soap and water or give them a bath when you're done being outdoors and you don't need that um, insect repellent protection anymore. So now I'd like to touch on medications for just a minute, because certainly, you know, maybe grandma comes over and they've got blood pressure medication or cholesterol medication, or parents do. And we all know that little kids with the resistant tops, we want to keep them away from those medications for poison. But what about putting them, you say, keep them high up and away, but what about then teenagers who we want to maybe keep away from these things, because maybe they want to take them for other purposes, but then maybe they ingest too many. Is that a poison control call or is that a scare of an overdose or I mean, is that a poison control call? So if the person, and this is regardless of exposure type, medicine, chemicals, carbon monoxide, whatever, if the the person is unconscious, not breathing, uh, appears to be having a seizure, that is a medical emergency and requires a call to 911. However, if your teen has taken some medicine and you're not sure what it is um, and he or she is responsive, then you go ahead and call poison control and they can help you figure out what it is. Then what poison control will probably do is get in touch with your nearest emergency medical facility and let them know that you're coming in or let them know that they need to dispatch an ambulance. 
Um, it really, the, the human touch that poison control provides, the human element to triaging these cases is really what makes the service so unique um, and, and such a great resource. Is they, they can figure out very quickly what needs to happen next and then arrange for that thing to happen. Okay, that's such important information. So, Krista, wrap it up for us with your best advice about back-to-school, poison control, at-home poison control, and give that number a few more times. I think the number one message here is to be prepared for an emergency. And to be prepared, you need to get the number for poison control into your phone, and that number is 1-800-222-1222. An easy way to get that into your phone, if you can't remember that number, is just to text the word POISON to 797979. Remember to always read and follow the labels on any product that you're using and follow those instructions. Store anything that might be dangerous to kids or teens or whoever up away and out of sight. And just make sure that you're applying everything properly. That's really the best thing we can do. Poison prevention, again, is not about making your life super inconvenient and getting everything that might be poisonous out of your house. It's just being prepared and exercising a little bit of caution and prevention. And more information is available at aapcc.org. That's aapcc.org. And just to give you that number one more time, it's 1-800-222-1222 is the Poison Control, the National Poison Control Line, or you can text POISON to 797979. Krista, thank you so much for being with us today because hearing directly from someone at the American Association of Poison Control Centers about really what these dangers are puts it into perspective and how many you hear about every year. So parents, take note that these things can happen and at school and you can talk to the school and see what kinds of, you know, things that they have in place to protect the children from these kinds of things. So... We just all have to be vigilant, and it's all about, you know, keeping us safe. So thanks so much for listening, and if you really want to get involved, you can subscribe and like us on iTunes, rate and review. That way we all get involved together. This is Melanie Cole for Radio MD. Stay well.